Hello and welcome to the Hopecast with Rachel Flick. Rachel is a speaker, inspirational author, and an overcomer. As Rachel is walking through her own journey of grief, she's challenging others to persevere and overcome their own circumstances. Find out more at rachelflick.com. Here now is your host, Rachel Flick. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Hopecast with Rachel Flick. Today is part two of my interview with Whitney Kronberger. Whitney coaches the modern day Proverbs 31 woman to grow her confidence and decisions, discover safety around money and find joy and rest. Whitney lives in Colorado Springs with her husband and three children. Everybody, welcome back to my episode now in progress with Whitney. So, and I think like you said, the circling that back to um, poverty versus abundance. Is there even someone out there and realizing that you're swimming in a sea of people who are also lonely for different reasons? Yeah. Right. And who are living in this digital culture of this kind of false depth and then, you know, mass superficiality with each other. And then we have, you know, fake booking and the Insta life and making it all beautiful and believing that that um, highlight reel is the reality of them, you know, in darkness, in hardship, in um, their doubts of themselves, and then comparing that to your own weaknesses, right? Like we compare other people's highlight reels to our weaknesses. Yeah. Where do you see people begin to integrate your coaching? Like you're bringing them this really rich, substantial information and a gift. And it starts, it sounds like it starts with, you know, you're a high achieving woman, you're burnt out, you know, you're othering yourself because of this money. So you start this coaching process and what do you see is kind of the fruit of your investment in them? How do they begin to come together and become a congruent whole? I think that oftentimes they'll come to me like, here are the symptoms that I'm seeing or here are the, here are the things that I think I need help with. Um, and it's like, I've just let my health go. So I want to, you know, lose 20 pounds or I, um, I want to, I'm burnt out and I want to, I don't want to be burned out anymore. What does that look like? Um, I want to have deeper relationships and I feel lonely. It's like kind of the superficial things that they're coming to me with. But what I end up seeing and what we are finding through those conversations is it really is self-trust and learning to have their own back and learning. What does that mean? Yeah. um, Really being able to like trust who they are and, and not have to question every single interaction or analyze um, mm. for some, this is, you know, not a big deal. Like I've, I've had eights that are like, I, what, I got that. I got it. It's fine. It's not, that's not part of I'm an eight guys. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. I love it. Where it's like, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. So for, for the others, it's like, I go back and forth with my decisions all the time. Like I am a successful real estate agent, but I cannot for the life of me, like set an appointment and hold to it because I don't, I'm afraid to say no, but I already know I have a conflict there. It's like being unwilling to have their own back in that conversation. Be like, nope, that's not going to work for me. Right. So it's, Mm. it is kind of a boundary, but it's also like trusting that you have worked hard to get to the place that you are. And it's that confidence to, to make decisions. And then I have a couple that are like, okay, well I'm a CEO and I own this company and I employ a bunch of women, but I don't feel confident 
in my body. I don't feel confident in my marriage. I don't feel confident in my relationships. And then that turns into I'm scared to raise my prices or I'm scared to um, go and tell this person I don't want to work with them anymore. And so it trans all of those things translate. So that self-trust is just learning how to mine their own brain for the lies that are coming in that you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know how to hold that line. You don't know, like you're always going to be wavering. You're always going to be like, you're not going to have your own back. So it's really finding that confidence in, in those areas and then stepping into that in their business as well. And then into relationships and into, you know, those kind of conversations. So usually self-trust, having your own back, confidence, boundaries are a big conversation just really learning like in the book essentialism I talk about that a lot but really learning what your highest point of contribution is like learning how to say yes to the right things and then the things that are not allowing you to stay aligned to that highest point of contribution being okay and having your own back to say no to it Um, because the thing is we have yeah we have so many opportunities coming at us all the time And for our egos and our identity, it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, sure. I'll do that. And then we say yes to so many things because we think, oh, it's going to help me get to where I want to go. And every time we say yes to those things, it means we're saying no to something either with our kids or with our time with ourselves or spending like protecting the asset, which is us. We often like sacrifice ourselves first at the cost of the success. And it just bleeds into everything we don't even we don't even know that it's actually happening so I think just those conversations and then um, really finding the courage to be open and vulnerable with people that a place that feels very uncomfortable for a lot of for a lot of people is that vulnerability and courage I think those are kind of the things that we sort of move into and I as I see my clients kind of roll off because I usually do six-month coaching with them it's like gosh, I never knew that I could have control of my own thoughts. I never knew that I could control my own emotions or I wasn't just a victim to what was happening. I actually do have, I cannot control the circumstances, but I always get to control my reaction, my thoughts, the way that I move forward. And I think it just gives us our power back in some ways because then it's not just like I'm reacting to the things that are happening in my life. I can take a stance and I can say, okay, this happened. I get to choose how to move. I get to choose what direction I get to choose if I need to just be here and grieve, if I need to just sit and process my emotions, if I need to just be numb for a little bit, like it can be a choice. It doesn't just have to happen to us. And I think that for a lot of women, that power is very inaccessible. And so giving them their choices back is they didn't even know they lost them along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they gave them up mm-hmm. and that they're reclaiming them. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I just hear a very whole centered, grounded um, voice in you as a coach for these women who, you know, can kind of live at 30,000 feet, Mm -hmm. right? And life is so fast and the demands are high. And um, I think as women, that is something where we often feel splintered, you Mm -hmm. know, to feel like, I mean, as a solo mom, I feel like protector, provider, nurturer, counselor, grocery shopper, you know, chauffeur, like all the things. And um, I'm just like, Lord, it's not physically possible. It's not mentally possible or emotionally possible for me to be 100% in all of these roles and to do all of these things. And so I hear you bringing women back to center 
back to True North, rebuilding foundations um, after trauma and the the lies that it's like they've been successful in this commercial world, but those traumatic experiences are undergirding a lack of boundaries, a lack of confidence in self, a lack of value and internal worth. So tell me, um, you know, the biblical principle, you reap what you sow. We often hear that like in a foreboding sense of mm-hmm. like, um, if you do bad things, you'll get bad consequences <laughs> yeah. out of it. But it's it's also true like to not expect to, I tell my kids, we don't plant watermelon seeds and expect apple trees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like also, if you put good things into the soil of your life, you will reap good experiences in the future. And sometimes that looks like excellence. Sometimes that looks like, you know, academic success. It doesn't prevent pain. I'm one of the first people here to tell you that um, I sowed a lot of really good seed in my life and still lost my husband. But I will tell you that in that good seed was a protective community that carried us through that loss because I had invested in those relationships like you're talking about. Everybody, Whitney and I met through um, MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, man, that that ministry just keeps coming around. and, And in that space, right, we were working to develop the community that Whitney is talking about. And that is one of the benefits of a healthy church. Not all churches have this, but a healthy church can offer community and village and support Um, but so the women start integrating these principles that you're talking about, right? They start sewing in, um, having your own back and this confidence and boundaries and what starts to happen in their business and their personal life when they integrate with what you're teaching them. Yeah. Oh gosh. I love that you just said that. Some of the things that when I'm on a consult with someone, if they haven't experienced loss or trauma, or some sort of chaos or, um, you know, some kind of big event. One of the things that I love about coaching is we're working together to create space so that when something happens, I have built a business, set up myself, already created the boundaries. So when that happens, it doesn't take me out completely. And mm-hmm. that may not be that may not be possible for everyone. Um, our pastor Brady said this at one point in the last couple of weeks that there is such a need for us to be able to plant those seeds so that when something does happen, we do have that to fall back on, and we're all, we're also that for others, right? So mm-hmm. that when something comes along for them. But I love that you said that because it is, that's often one of the first things to go when we do start business. It's like, okay, well, I'm working on this. So see you later community. And then your husband dies or your your dad dies. And it's like, shoot, who I just pushed everyone away. Who's here? Who's still here? And so it's kind of, it is rebuilding that and getting getting to a place where it that does become a priority of intentionally surrounding yourself with people, creating the time and space so that your business is not just dependent on you. You're moving from not just a an employee to a business owner to, a, you know, uh, a CEO. You're really creating the bandwidth to be able to think, have creativity and think of new ideas and go start new businesses. But also so that if you're out for six months for whatever reason or a year, your business doesn't go to crack. You know, it's just like it doesn't it still is there and it can move forward without you. That's the goal of any good business. Right. To be able to like. I want to, I don't want to be so tied to everything I do. It's again, the identity conversation, but so tied and feel like if I leave, then it's going to collapse. Or if I, if they don't have me as their coach, 
then everything's going to fall apart. It really is this like uh, the abundance that I can raise up and and depend on other people and duplicate my efforts and then also, you know, invest in other people to operate things so that when that happens, I can take a step back and I have that community and I'm not in a scarcity mindset. And the women that I'm working with, like there's that possibility. It's just letting go of it in their brain and being able to Mm. delegate and being confident that they can delegate and it's going to be okay and relinquishing some of that control. It's invaluable to get to that place. Yeah, that's good. I feel that. I feel that fear of delegation in Mm -hmm. my world. And just, you know, will it, um, if I open my hands, you know, is it going to fall through my fingers? Is it going to grow? Is it going to, you know, am I making a mistake by handing this over? Yeah. And that's, that's a fear based mentality. And I, um, the concept of being motivated by love You know, Paul said, like, if you're still experiencing fear, it's because you haven't been perfected in the Mm. love of Christ. Yeah. And so there are places in us that are untouched by his love Mm -hmm. and that we continue to strive in probably all of our lives for this sense of where are the places in me that still need to be touched and refined and healed by love so that I can open my hands and that when I want to get healthy with my body, it's not because I hate my body, but because I love my body and it's a gift and I'm celebrating my body and I want to honor my body and I want a long life in a healthy body, right? That's a totally different motivation than shaming yourself in front of the mirror and, um, you know, feeling inadequate in your own skin. Mm -hmm. And so, Um, Those principles of being motivated by love over fear play out in every single piece of our world. Mm -hmm. And so, Whitney, this conversation with you has been, it's just been sweet. It's been informative. And I'm so grateful for your expertise and bringing your experience here. I know that you are offering coaching um, for people who are interested in what you're doing. Can you tell us a little bit more about that if people want to get in touch with you? Yeah, well, and same. I just am I'm so grateful and honored to be here, Rachel. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm right now in the middle of a launch for a group program, so a group mastermind um, that is starting August 17th of 2022, goes six months through January, and then there's going to be a retreat on the back end here in Colorado Springs. Um, and really, it is for that uh, Christian ambitious woman who has her own business or has, I even have a couple that are managing coffee shops, so they're not necessarily owning something, but they have that entrepreneurial spirit. And just to create that community, but also to get really solid coaching on a weekly basis. We're going to meet every week for six months. Um, And so that is open right now. It's called the Well Mastermind. I just love the concept of, you know, women at the well. Uh, So many things Mm. happen there. And so... um, so that's going to start. So if they want more information, my my website is WhitneyKronberger.com or the you can go to the Well Mastermind and send me a message or register for that. And that will start a conversation with me and they can get on and we can have a call and just to see if it's a good fit. So that is happening right now. And I'm always taking one-on-one clients as well if that is of interest too. So lots of ways to work with me going right, going on right now. That's awesome. And just for somebody who might be wondering, we talked about some pretty high dollar numbers today. Do you have a threshold that you want women to be at before they contact you? Or could they come to you, you know, if they're not making, you know, those high dollar amounts, but they aspire to, or they just aspire to a higher level of, you know, career success? Yeah. 
Um, so the group coaching is a really doesn't have any re requirements at all. Um, very approachable. It's so that's 5000 for six months if they want to invest in that for themselves. That's not the threshold that would, you know, be the investment into that. But there's no there are no qualifications to become a part of that mastermind. So even if they're thinking about a business, they haven't made any money yet, or they're making high dollar all, you know, that's a it's a perfect container for that. Typically, um, my higher earners are doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with me just for that extra level of intimacy and that high-touch experience there. So, um, but no threshold there either. It's just kind of whatever is within budget and what you're, you know, willing to invest into yourself and business. So, um, yeah, not no requirements or anything there. Mm, that's awesome. It sounds like a wonderful opportunity and. I am hoping and praying for the group that is coming at the well. I love that name. Thank you. That really contains so much there um, of just the biblical picture, right? That's where you came yeah. for community. That's where you came. And there's living water in the well. Yes. Like there's so much. I love what you put into that in that name. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hopecast with Rachel Flick and my guest, Whitney Kronberger. It's been an awesome conversation. I encourage you to go check out her work at WhitneyKronberger.com. She's on all of the social media sites and offers a lot of great content there. Friend, would you be willing to rate, review, and subscribe to the Hopecast to continue to increase the reach of hope and the story of overcoming? I love today that we got to share what it looks like to be an overcomer in business and that that is also an integral part of who we are and what we we offer to this world. Just know that I am thinking of you through the week. I'm praying over you and you can reach out to me with questions at contact at rachelflick.com and come see me on all of those fun social media sites. Everybody have a great week. This has been the Hopecast with Rachel Flick. You've been listening to the Hopecast with Rachel Flick. To find out more, go to rachelflick.com. While you're there, you can book Rachel for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. Go to rachelflick.com to book her today. While you're online, you can discover more information about all of the platforms that this podcast is on. Also, be sure to click on the social media icons at the top of the page, and you will be directed to Rachel's social media sites. If you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate if you would subscribe and leave us a review. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time for another edition of the Hopecast with Rachel Flick.